Welcome back to episode 42 of the Second Unit Podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, this is our first show back post uh, post break and first show back for Jake Bond. So yeah, welcome back, Jake. Great to be back. It feels <laughs> been like out I've been for three forever. weeks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, today we are going to talk the college football playoff games. Uh, we are going to talk NFL Week 17 and a little bit Week 16 because we didn't have a show. I want to mention a couple things there, and then uh, and then what else do we got? Jason Whitlock. I want to talk Jason Whitlock. We're going to talk OG and an OB. We're going to be talking all sorts of stuff. So uh, I know we normally start with pro football, but I have made the executive decision I want to start with college football today because those playoff games were incredible. And and it did just happen yesterday, so it's fresh in the mind. Um, I really want to get us started with a question for uh, Jake Allen DeBond over here. Not to put Damn, your government, full government, name. not to put your government name out here, but I have a serious question for you. We're going to talk Alabama, Michigan first. Right. Great game. Great game. Great fourth quarter. Great overtime. Michigan wins in overtime. Um, how is the greatest coach in college football history not have a guy that can snap a ball? Yeah, that is definitely really tough. He had a really tough game. I don't know if that's been happening all year. If that's been happening, it has all been year, happening all year. Then that's pretty inexcusable. But I, I, that just is probably just an indictment of who's behind him. He probably doesn't have anybody behind him that can really play that position in a pressure spot. Which is really sad because you're Alabama. Right. Right. Every center should be dying to go play for your team. Right. I mean, they have a long history of having great offensive yeah. linemen on that team as well. I mean, the Colts center Ryan Kelly mm-hmm. was a great product out of Alabama first round pick. So it is surprising they don't have a center on that team that can uh, produce and pressure moments yeah it's really sad what was uh what was your kind of opinion on all of that alex just like just confusion sadness happiness yeah, it's it's a bummer and i've seen a lot of uh different looks at it that that last play was like an rpo yeah but because the snap was in the ground he just had to panic yeah. just run straight ahead oh yeah Jalen Miller just shit his pants terrible yeah <laughs> i will say did you so i went back and i literally watched that play three or four times in a row like every round and watched it he had a lane to the left they pulled their tackle number 77 don't mm-hmm. know who it is and he if he would have followed 77, 77 didn't even end up blocking anybody because there was nobody in that hole yeah. after they motioned the back yeah. out and the middle linebacker had to follow him. Yeah, it's <laughs> – yeah. They I had it. Like, Re- Tommy Reese drew up a good play to win that game. I, I don't think that was intended to be a running play because I watched it, it too, and they had the two, two wide receivers on the left blocking and then the running back out flat and just, like, he was open and, like – Easy, easy touchdowns. Well, so. Saban in his press conference did say Reese drew up a quarterback draw. Oh, it was? So, oh, yeah. Okay. Saban well, at least is claiming. Yeah. That. Who knows yeah. if that's the truth or not. He could be just defending Tommy. I don't know. It, yeah, maybe, maybe. Or Jalen in that situation, yeah. actually. But he played like shit, Jalen Mil- Milrow. That's what this game came down to. One team. Uh, Both offenses one, didn't play well. But one team's quarterback made plays. And one team's quarterback didn't. J.J. McCarthy, as much as I hate J.J. McCarthy, and I think is uh, not going to be a very good quarterback at, at the next level. Uh, he's the best college football quarterback of all time. Did you hear Harbaugh say that? He <laughs> yeah. said he's the best University of Michigan quarterback. Honestly, probably best college football quarterback ever. That's what he said. Okay. Well, that's... You that's, don't see that from J.J. I, McCarthy I, on a week-to-week basis? I don't. I don't. <laughs> I do want to give him credit, though, because he made one of the more... Uh, athletic plays I've ever seen from a quarterback on the uh, wide receiver um, 
what is that called? Like a, the wide receiver pass across the field. He had to go up and catch it one hand and then throw it uh, to Roman Wilson on the sideline for like a 20-yard play. It was an incredible play and probably changed the game because if he fumbles there, I think Alabama gets the ball at the six or maybe that's a touchdown and that's a totally different ball game at that point. So, and he throws it really hard. I have to give him credit for that. He has a much better arm than I thought, uh, than I really gave him credit for because that tip pass, uh, I think in the fourth quarter to Roman Wilson. <laughs> that stayed a perfect spiral. Yeah. How did that happen? That How does the ball happen? Like he throws the ball, gets tipped by the defensive tackle or defensive end and still is a spiral to Roman Wilson. It was crazy. Wild. Just a lucky game of inches, you know. That, that Michigan's defender, been lucky all year. Yeah, that defender gets like a different finger on it. Who knows? Yeah. It comes out wobbly and it could be picked. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I think the all the credit goes to Blake Corum. He's incredible. Yeah, he I was awesome. I think Blake Corum is awesome. That one run, he had like 20 yards to the end zone, and he spun at the end, broke tackle. He just wanted it more than everybody on the yeah, field. Yeah, he did. He, he is awesome. Do you think he'll be a good back in the NFL? Yeah. I think so, too. I think he's just going to try a lot harder than everyone else. And yeah. I think I don't know about I don't know if he's going to be a starter, but I think he's going to be in the league. For I think he's very undersized, but he he's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Deuce Vaughn got a shot in the league, I think Blake Corum's right. going to get a shot in the league. I think Corum's probably going to be a. I think Corum's way better. Deuce third, Vaughn. third or fourth round pick. Yeah. Does that game go differently if that first play stands as an interception? I was just about to say maybe. That. I think it does. Maybe because yeah. they like are just already how different would that yeah, game have gone? The if momentum, first and play turnover, and like they're already in scoring position. Right. It took them to drive all the way down the field at the end of the game just to tie it, and then in overtime, Michigan's special teams almost blew this for them, um, and it, it it's something that. Most cases, you would be like, at least I was watching with our buddy Steve, and we were like, the Michigan special teams coordinator, that guy needs to be fired to the moon. Unfortunately, or fortunately for him, uh, his last name is Harbaugh. That's Jay Harbaugh. So, uh, little nepotism. <laughs> little nepotism. Yo-Yo Ma's cousin. Little, little nepotism. Um, Michigan also had a lucky special teams play where they didn't get flagged on a clear running into the <laughs> That was crazy. That would have been a first down. The Alabama punter was the best player on the field for them. He That's never what you want. No, it's never what you want, but it's the truth. I mean, he was be- – I don't know about the best, but, I mean, he was w- probably the most important player for Alabama because I think he caused – or not he, but, like, special teams got, like, two turnovers on, like, Well, the Michigan guy just couldn't shit. field the ball. No, yeah, it was crazy. And that kid has a fucking leg, and their kicker is good. I was so pissed. I was on Michigan, and, of course – Michigan's fucking kicker can't make any uh, field goals, but Alabama has the greatest kicker in college football history, of course. Anyway, Michigan still won. Yep. They tried to lose. They tried to but lose. But they got it. They Speaking of it. trying to lose, Washington tried to lose. Uh, Washington beats Texas 37-31. Washington was in control, in my opinion, for most of the game, and somehow at the end of the game they had a chance to win it. Uh, Washington botched the last two minutes of the game horribly, uh, trying to run the ball out. Their running back breaks his leg or snaps his, you know, whatever, hurts his leg, can't get off the field. And Texas starts throwing down the field. It starts working. They get to the 12 yard line. They decide to do different stuff with, uh, you know, the, the outs and the, the, the sideline passes instead of just trying to throw down the field. And Sarkeesian kind of shit down his leg. Yeah, 100%. They, it looked like Ewers and Sarkeesian just didn't know how to operate in the red zone no. at the end. Yeah. Like, 
it, it was very, very bad. Yeah. All around for them. Right. Um, do you have any, any overarching thoughts on this game, Saban? Um, it's just really cool to watch an IU quarterback play in the national championship game. It's going to be sick. Yeah, that is cool. Quit. You guys did quit on that guy, right? Or did he quit on them? Oh, probably, probably both. Probably both, yeah. I yeah. don't know, man. When, time. when there was the picture of him when he had surgery on both knees at the same yeah. time, you kind of thought he was never going to play football again. So, good he, for him. He throws an incredible pass, and his presence in the pocket and the way he moves around to throw is very impressive. And... I know this is just because he was so good last night, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was the best quarterback in this draft. Like, uh, when it's all said and done, you know, five years from now we're talking, it's like, yeah, Michael Penix was awesome. I think and he's going to be a first-round pick. And the, on, the only down, the only thing people don't like about Penix is, well, two things. His age, not good. He's 24. And then his injury history, like you just said, right. with his knees. But, uh, I mean, he's, he's an incredible quarterback. Do you think Washington wins? I think Washington will win. I, I do. I, I think that – I don't know. It's so tough because Michigan's defense is so good. Right. So this is going to be a battle of two different styles, whereas Texas and Washington, everyone knew that was going to be a shootout. And Alabama and Michigan, everyone knew that was going to be more of a defensive struggle. So it's – I don't know. It's going to be a really, really good game, I think. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think Washington's four-and-a-half-point favorites – or underdogs, I'm sorry. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I think, like I said, it's tough to – lose these games when you have such a good dominant defense yeah. so my brain is telling me michigan but i'm probably gonna bet washington how about you yeah because i don't want to see michigan win i'm washington that that's part of it too for me like it's just such a i don't want to see him win it's such a bad story you don't all these assholes are winning at the same time together on michigan like harbaugh cheated you know dave point always boasted about his million dollar bets on it it's a great bet. all this all these things are coming together where it's just like you don't want to see the evil empire win in my opinion that's yeah. just me maybe but yeah i uh washington just has filled with cool stories they're I, not usually there michael Penix is a great story you want to see that happen i think um i mean obviously Penix is going to be the best quarterback this michigan defense has played all year by like a large margin yeah i agree with that um who so is the best the penn state's quarterback it's either a lot a drew aller drew or Kyle McCord or and those two are not in Michael Penix's no stratosphere no so it's like yeah I mean Jalen Milrow (laughs) fuck um 116 yards of Jalen Milrow not that anybody bet on him just to throw 150 passing yards and then he didn't get it not that anybody (laughs) would do that not that anybody would nobody would do that definitely Um, not me Alex, power rank these four quarterbacks that played yesterday on how how much you want to see them as the Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Because I have a feeling one of those four quarterbacks that played last night is going to be your future quarterback. Uh, Penix would be the best, of course, because he's 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 Mike Penix. He's he good. looks pro ready. He does look pro ready. You'd hope so. He's twenty four. That's true. Um, or, That's sorry, true. Almost twenty four. Um, Put some respect on his name. Then Ewers, McCarthy, and Milrow just doesn't look like an NFL. No, Milrow's not going to be an NFL so. quarterback. That question wasn't really with Milrow, but yeah, I, I do think Ewers is staying. Right? That's see, that's what everyone's saying, but I don't. I thought know. that's what he said. I don't. I, sure, but I don't know how that's going to work next year. I guess Arch is just sitting another year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you still did he redshirt? <laughs> I, I think he technically redshirted. He only he didn't meet the criteria. Yeah, to, I mean, he probably redshirted. So he'll still have three years of eligibility if he really wants it at Texas, even if he has to sit one more year. Yeah, it's just weird. I just it's just something that never really that I never right. really thought would happen. Right. So it's like 
I think I think when you an old school approach. I like it. I think when yours might say that he's gonna stay for now and then when he really thinks about it. He's gonna stare at that picture, that shot that came out of the media availability where it's Quinn Ewers sitting at like a desk, like podium with the background and everything, and nobody is talking to him and he's turned around looking at the entire media huddled around Arch Arch sitting in a chair on the sideline. And he's just gonna look at that picture and think, you know what, I don't wanna be I truly don't wanna be here again. I truly think that is like a real thing that might no, go through his for mind sure. <laughs> because like if everyone if the me if everybody just gives a shit about your backup quarterback that's not a good sign for your starting quarterback if you're the starting quarterback right. so where i think in his brain he's like look our team did so well i've been doing such a great right. job i'm the guy and yeah. everybody loves me here well, and look at what i'm doing and it's still focused on See, the backup yeah. i think which be, is not his fault at all no no i think it'll be less about that and more about when all these like pre-NFL draft things start really ramping up and he could be the third quarterback selected, you're like, oh, maybe I should go if I could go late first round. Yeah, I think I think he's probably going to be a second-round pick, right. I would imagine. I think... So why not stay? You could be a first-round pick next year. Like, what's the quarterback class look like next year? He'd probably be it's pro- it's one of the It's not great. It's yeah. not great. He but, could be the top quarterback selected. But, I mean, it's to the point of, like, why, why wouldn't you stay? Well, because you're going to spend another year of being in the backup shadow almost and it's like i don't know it really just depends on what he wants right i don't know if i would really care to do that but maybe he doesn't give a fuck about that so yep. you know he just probably doesn't want to get levist that's true maybe he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to come out expecting to be hey i could be a first Sam round pick Howell. and then sit there and be a second rounder and uh-oh. oh yeah, yeah yeah that 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 yeah i thought you were talking about like uh being like the preseason number one pick and then falling to like day two. That, that's oh, that too. Yeah, where Sam Howell will Yeah, because then that gives him that expectation yeah. of going into, wow, he stayed. We thought he was already going right. to go to the league. So yeah. yeah, this guy should be the best guy here. Right. And then if he's not, yeah. I yeah. will say there's a lot of quarterback issues in the NFL right now. So maybe it is a good time to go. I was going to say, think there's a lot of just kind of shoot position. your shot. Yeah. It's like, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances. <laughs> there's going to be seven teams probably looking for quarterbacks. Who knows if they're in the, all in the first round? But I mean, I, that's just like eyeballing it. Guessing. Oh, I think I think it's double digit teams. We've had it's we've interesting. Had, we've had like seventeen backup quarterbacks play this year. Yeah, I and know, I know some of it is for injury, right. but some of it wasn't. But <laughs> so. even with injuries, if 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 the league has availability for Brett Rippin and C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins right. to be getting starts, right. Like Quinn Ewers, give me start in, yeah, the NFL. give me in the league. I might get to see some playtime <laughs> right, right away. Right, exactly. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, I got two. I got two fun college football things before we move on. Is there any other serious college football things we need to talk about? Uh, no. We're all in Washington. I think I'm gonna yeah. fucking bet Washington. Are know. you? I think I'm I might. shocked to hear that. I think I might. I don't know. TBD. I <laughs> I still have to think about it some more. But right now I'm leaning Washington, just because I'd let, rather see Washington win. Right. But my heart. But like. My head says Michigan too. But my head, I think Michigan is just going to be able to run it down Washington's throat and limit Michael Penix's big plays because he's not going to have as much time back there to throw. So I don't know. Nah, it'll be Washington. All right, all right. Washington has one guy on D- Trice, something Trice. He made a couple big plays in the game, and so yeah. like he can he can do a couple game record plays on the other side of the ball. And Washington and doesn't Michael have a running back anymore, maybe. Yeah, that's hurt on the last play. Hey, when, when you got old boy throwing thirty eight passes, four hundred thirty yards, you don't need to run the ball. Sharpest bet of all time, over thirty seven and a half pass attempts. Michael Penix, thirty eight. That was that was one. wild. 
<laughs> that was insane. Oh, shit. Um, okay, two funny college football things. First thing is uh, an ESPN producer probably got fired. Boobs got um, yeah. goob, boobs got leaked on ESPN on the telecast. Un- super unfortunate. On TV. Yeah. 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 With children watching. With children watching. I thought this was America. I thought we were supposed to censor those. I mean, what did they th- They said it was Bourbon Street, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Like, what? Did, yeah. That's what happens there. What are we doing with the drone shot? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Use your brain. Um, and then I don't know if you guys saw the Pat McAfee game day clip with, <laughs> with Reese Davis yeah. explaining that Jalen Milrow wears his own merch and it says it, it's an acronym LANK and... <laughs> Reese Davis says it's let uh, Jalen Milrow says, I'm sorry, let a naysayer know. That's what L A N K stands yeah. for. Let a naysayer know. Yeah. And Pat McAfee <laughs> he just stopped Reese Davis in the middle of his like monologue that he had planned and was like, that's not what I thought we were talking about. <laughs> you was... saw Reese Davis's eyes. Oh, he like, thought his he, life he, flashed he, before. He his thought eyes. he fucked up. He was like, did I just do the worst thing you could ever yeah. do? On national television? Yeah. Oh, it, no. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, I, I'm a McAfee guy. I think I know Jake is and stuff like that. And I know McAfee has had a lot of haters on game day, but that clip alone, I think, uh, <laughs> it was so funny. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Would High recommend. Entertainment value. Um, Cause we're, we're all smart enough to know that yes. when this college kid made yes. his little brand, yeah. the N does not stand for naysay. Yes. Yes. But. Let a naysayer know. <laughs> but let a naysayer know. Um, let's move on to the NFL. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to do Unsung Heroes and Shit Shows. Um, does anyone want to start? I'll do, I'll do my shit show. Nope. I think this might okay. be my first back-to-back. I can't remember since it was, it's been since a while. Since it's been a month. Yeah, since I was sick. But I'm going David Tepper again. David Tepper. <laughs> Because oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a good one. David Tepper, I, I gave him a shit show for firing Frank yeah. and like probably having way too high of expectations for this season. Yeah. I think a lot of people knew that this wasn't going to be a great year right. in Carolina, except obviously in that building. And this week, he threw a drink, which is like the most bitch move you can do as a man to throw a drink on another man uh, at a Jacksonville fan. For, no, he was a Panthers fan, I thought. No, I saw a Jacksonville oh, guy was it a Jacksonville? up and look in the box oh, okay. after. Right. But it's just like, what could... And this is the owner of the yes, Panthers? Yes, this yeah. is the owner. As a billionaire, what could incite you enough to do something so stupid? Like, why? Why do something so stupid? Don't let that guy get in under your skin. Like, it's yeah. just crazy to me. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a wild scene. And he's... Uh, I haven't seen it. I'm glad Ben's pulling it up. He's, he's quick... He's quickly approaching uh, Dan Snyder. Yeah, worst owner. He probably is one of the worst owners yeah. in the NFL right now. We're watching the video right so now. So is, is this somebody in his box? Or right like, in front of it. The windows uh, are open. Got it. And he just threw the drink right there. And then see huh. this Jaguars fan almost climbs into the box to confront him. That is certainly a choice. And then he starts like pounding things. Look at like it's just like the worst look to have as a billionaire to do something like this. I just don't understand. I don't care how much money you have just to do that. Yeah, at exactly. All. That's one hundred percent right. As, as a human, you yeah. know who else did that last year, two years ago, and got a lot of shit for it? Jackson Mahomes. So yeah, if you're yeah. on, you don't want to be in Jackson that Mahomes. Guy company. Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's a good shit show. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, 
My shit show is probably the most disappointing team in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. Right oh, now, yeah. yeah. You know, they Recently. are a complete dumpster fire. They lost to the Cardinals in Philly. 35-31. In at, Philly. After being up 21-6, to six, I think was, was it was. Um, at halftime, it was 21-6. Yeah, 21 to Sorry, I have some stats here. Um, 21 to six. And the craziest part about this whole Eagles situation now, after being the best team in the NFC for a long time, is they need the Dallas Cowboys to lose next week and them to win for them to win the NFC East. Yeah, if they both win, Dallas gets they the home need, game. Yep. They need help, which yep. is insane to think about that a month ago we were talking about the Eagles as like Eagles 49ers. I don't know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. Like that's going to be a crazy NFC championship. And now it's like, dude, they might get bound. If they, if they have the wild card spot, would it surprise you if they lost in Tampa Bay? Round I, one? I, well, here's the situation I think will happen. I think they'll win in Tampa Bay, but this sets up a second round matchup in San Francisco. And now, oh, yeah, they're now it's smoked. not even for the no. NFC championship. Like you mm-hmm. got to try to survive the second round. Right. And they should win against Tampa Bay, but like that wouldn't, it be wouldn't the shock you. Thing, right, right. Because Baker's got the boys playing pretty well. Heat and the yeah. Co- sorry Sunday was bad for Baker, but yeah. we can move on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The Cowboys play the Commanders, who are battling for a top pick at this point. Yeah, so I don't think the Cowboys are going to have any trouble in, with Washington. No. So yeah, Washington's going to do everything they can not to win that game. Yeah, so most Eagles are looking at the five seed. Yeah, you're going to have to play two road games. Right. Yeah, three road s- games. They're screwed. Yeah, screwed is tough. I don't know if I would say screwed, but I think the most concerning part right now is it just looks like these guys hate each other. Yeah. AJ well, Brown doesn't like being on the team right now. That's kind of my thing is that, uh, that's why I think they're screwed is it not really like the players like on the field and like really how they're performing. Cause I think they can fix that. But I agree with you that I think there's a lot of the more veteran players on this team that don't like playing on this team anymore. Yeah. And that trickles down and you know, that's, that's bad news. Is Sirianni going to get fired? No, he won't get fired. I was seeing some stuff about Sirianni getting fired. It's crazy that we're talking, that people are talking about it. Yeah. For Sirianni, it's you give him the pass on the personality when things are going well. Right. hundred percent. So when things are going south, he's not somebody who like a team's going to rally around no. like, Oh yeah. You know what coach? I mean, remember you? his fucking press conference, his first press conference. Everyone was like, this guy's a fucking psychopath. And I don't think anyone was giving him a pass for this stuff. Like last year, like I don't, people were up in arms. Like I know Colts fans are up in arms about it when he was like, that's for Frank when he had, sure. to, he had to right. win the game on the last play with a Jalen hurts, uh, scramble, um, to beat a four and twelve in one team at the Not very that you last. Remember play. this at all? Uh, but he, I just don't think he got a pass about it. But when you're winning, when that team is winning, it's tough to be like, oh, look at this though, because you just come off as a sore loser. Yeah, to be honest. I, yeah, I guess I mean like Philly fans. I've seen. Yeah, like, discourse has, yeah. was always, ah, oh, Sirianni's gonna be Sirianni, yeah. and they give him the pad. Now that things are going poorly, the they're like, fuck this guy, get it. rid of him, he's yeah. trash. It's yeah. tough looking in the mirror sometimes, isn't it, Philly fans? <laughs> yeah. you, you see one of your own doing this shit, and you're like, wait, is this cool? But you just go out there and do it every week, and you're like, oh, this is fine. I can excuse my own behavior. But when someone else is doing it that's in a high position, you, you're all up in arms about it. That sounds as Philly as possible. I hope you lose to the Buccaneers. Are you glad you got that uh, off your chest? I feel so much better. It's been a while. I forgot, yeah, I forgot no. how much Which you hated Philly. really Jesus. sucks because I, I love Sirianni. Sirianni was amazing for this Indianapolis Colts team when he was here. Uh, he's I like him, but he 
I, I don't think he should here, get right? a pass for winning, losing these antics. The Chiefs video has been circulating recently. Have you seen him against the Chiefs? He was walking in the tunnel and was like, now what do you got to say? Oh, yeah. Nothing and see ya. And that was right before the downfall right. started. Yeah. So, yep. 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 Uh, saving Hoosier shit show. <sighs> Big breath. It's time. Oh, no. Oh, it's the Vikings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's pick whatever quarterback you want. Pick the whole team. I have an idea for the Vikings that okay. I want to run by you when you're done with your monologue. It's... I spent all year pushing back, not giving up, mm -hmm. finding excuses, yeah. finding reasons, uh -huh. and my pockets are empty. Yep. I got nothing left in the tank. Drink the tears. I can't, yeah, I can't yum, keep yum, yum. defending this team. Th th this season was just, it was a shit show. There were some fun times. If Kirk hadn't gotten hurt, we are always going to have that what if. But this whole season... A train wreck. 33 to 10 to the Packers you lost to. At home. At home. It really yes. wasn't that close. No, 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 it wasn't. You made Jordan Love look like Aaron Rodgers. Guys, Jordan yep. Love is good. I'm a, I hate to break this to both of you. Jordan Love is good at football. He's fine. <laughs> you guys can't admit it, and that's fine. He's fine. No, this <laughs> is the thing with Jordan Love, and I think there are certain... Jordan Love is the guy that I can watch him in the first quarter and I can tell you if he is going to be good that game or not. And the problem is that doesn't like he has about as many bad games as good games. So it's like that's why I'm like, ah, he's fine. And honestly, what I should do and should have been doing all year is betting the Packers live based on how Jordan Love's playing in the first quarter because I think you would win a lot of money. But I think Jordan Love's fine. He's that's all a young you're, player. He's that's still going to progress. That's all you're getting at. Right? This is his first year starting. This Jordan Love's only going to get better. They're, Christian Watson's going to get healthy eventually, and this team's going to keep adding weapons. I this look at this Packers team. They don't, I don't have think, nearly as enough weapons as like the Vikings offense or anything. I don't think they are going to add weapons. That's the thing. That, I mean, historically they don't. Jayden, <laughs> well, no, because Jaden Reed, I think it can be a real guy. I think Christian Watson, his destiny was always a number two receiver. I don't think he was ever going to be a number one wide receiver. And I think Romeo Dobbs is a good number three receiver. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't think sure. they're going to go out and like sign T Higgins or draft, no. draft Roma Duzier or like, you know, anything like that. But, um, yeah, I, unfortunately I'm kind of impressed with what the Packers are doing right now. Granted, it's all going to be all for naught when the Chicago Bears beat the Green Bay Packers next week at 425 Eastern time. I do want to say, though, circling back to saving shit show, I don't be so hard on this Vikings team. I think from an outside perspective, I think. No, you should. Parsons just being mean. I just think that <laughs> from an outsider's perspective, this, this was the destiny when Kirk went down. This was always the destiny. I think a lot of people saw it. I understand you having all the hope right. in the world. I would too. <clears throat> I, I think just this was this was where this was going. <laughs> and the thing is now is we have to pay Kirk Cousins. I don't care how old he is. I don't no. care that he's coming no, off the don't. Achilles injury. Yes, we do. No, no, you don't. This team, no, don't. if we had Kirk Cousins, would have been. He doesn't have an uh, uh, an Achilles right now, dude. He's probably not going to be ready by yeah, the time next he's year fine. is around. He's fine. Okay, well, did you see him? We had him out there, Kirko chains with the shirt off, doing the Gallerhorn and everything. He's going to miss half of next season. No. What's no, the no. contract that you are comfortable paying Kirk Cousins? Whatever he wants. I love oh, Kirk. Man. He, this just makes me so sad that if we had this had is Kirk, why this would be, be a GM. What? <laughs> yeah, don't do this. Don't yeah. do this. 
This is indefensible. We're yeah. gonna look back at this and be like, Saving, this was indefensible. Just everything that happened after he got hurt shows you how important he is to the team. So if you just let him go, you're just it, you want this for the next few years? Well, I think because I don't. I think, we weren't bad enough to get one of the top guys. I think that you guys are going to be able to get a guy like Michael Penix, yeah. and I would rather have Michael Penix on this team. Next we year. could draft Michael Penix and re-sign <laughs> Kirk. So if you want to give Kirk a one-year deal, fine, I'm in on that. Yeah, but I two. just don't. He's too old to give him more than like two years. I, I mean, he's I think somebody's going, going to year. though. Who's going to give him more than two years? You think? One of these teams that suck. There's so many teams that suck. I don't think uh, coming off an Achilles tear, there's no way Kirk Cousins. Gets you don't think more Sean Payton years. thinks that he could win 11 games with Kirk Cousins? I don't think he's getting more than a two-year deal. Is what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to give him a two-year deal. That's my thing. I'd only want to give him a one-year deal. Yeah, bring I, in don't a think, quarterback. I don't think any GM is gonna. So anything more that. than that, I would, I would, I'd be out. Yeah. So that's why if I'm the Vikings, I'm out. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I think there is somebody out there though that is crazy enough to think maybe I think, three years. I think what's most likely is going to happen is you're going to re-sign Kirk to a one or two year deal, and then you're going to draft either Penix or Ewers or McCarthy in the first or second round, right. and then that's going to be your quarterback room. It, it's also going to be whatever Justin Jefferson wants, and I think that's he wants true. Kirk. That's also he's a good been point. Kirk's biggest advocate all the time, right? And whenever they ask him questions about how things have been going, he always loves to bring up, well, my guy Kirk, basically like, yeah. You know, if Kirk was here, we'd be doing fine. <laughs> I am really, really, really impressed with Justin Jefferson because he's, awesome. he's had every opportunity to be like, fuck this team, dude. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Especially a contract here. Yeah. I don't want to be here. Get me out of here. And he's always defending his guys. He's always playing really hard down to the last whistle, even when you're down a million. And the he's whole always, time he was hurt, he's on the sidelines, exactly. like traveling with the team. Yeah. And he's always playing hard. He's going over the middle. He's risking his body every single play. Uh, the announcers were talking about it. Collins was like, he's going to go over the middle. You know, you're going to get a hospital ball from Mullins and you just have to take it. Right. So I'm super impressed with Jeff, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he doesn't need any more flowers, but. It's it, it's awesome. I like a guy like that. He's he, he needs yeah. credit. But the Vikings have a whole mess of they have to pay Jefferson. Daniel Hunter is going to need to get paid. We I have think to your figure out already messed up. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. we're paying Kirk Cousins, we're going to end up cutting Harrison Smith unfortunately because he's going to be too much money. It's so time for it's going to be a it's lot. Time. It's time for a reset. Yeah. Um, that was your shit show. Let's do unsung heroes. Okay. You want me to go? Jake, please start us off. Uh, I am going to go. I don't know if I've done this guy before. I'm going to stick with my tradition of if the Colts win, I'm going to pick a Colt. And that's totally fine. I know you guys are going to give me crap for that. I'm going to go with EJ Speed. Okay. EJ Speed was a huge reason, if you don't watch Colts football, why Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, got cut uh, this season. EJ Speed's taken a huge step. He's out of a small college, Tarleton State. He led this team in tackles uh, two days ago on, sun uh, on Sunday. Uh, 12 total tackles and EJ speed when he's not on the field he missed the Falcons game or the Falcons game or the game before that it's it's tough to watch his defense we he is he lives up to his name he is flying all over the place on this field he's very fast he's awesome he it, said, I, am I am speed fifth round pick in 2019 he's just been awesome for this Indianapolis Colts defense he has been playing very well let's uh, uh let's kind of transition this into the Colts talk now since okay. we're on the Colts let's uh let's do you want to talk a little with 16 too or no we can kind of leave sure. 16. I just want to well, I want to hear your thoughts on the last two weeks of Indianapolis Colts football okay. so let me hear it the Falcons game was incredibly disappointing for a team that imagine not beating the Falcons <laughs> Crazy. yeah that needed to show up uh, luckily the Colts have done this thing where we only we we could afford to lose two games 
And we right. lost the two games to the teams that we could lose to. Mm-hmm. Like, luckily, we've beat all the teams that we, like, you have to beat those teams. The Steelers game was huge. 30 unanswered points to win 30-13. The Raiders game was huge. That was that one was at home. It's a playoff game. You have to win that. You have to win these last two games to win 23-20 to 20 was uh, massive. Shout out Aiden O'Connell, by the way. But the Raiders game was incredibly disappointing. We didn't show up from the jump. The Raiders ran all over us. That running back room is incredibly impressive. That's Zamir White single handedly led me to a fantasy championship from yeah. a six and eighteen. Also about so the Falcons. Shout out him. Also about the Falcons. But the Raiders, yeah. Then let's try to try to. Oh my the bad. I thought you were talking no, about the Raiders. My you're bad. fine. Algier killed us. Yeah. So did Patterson. So did Bijan. Yeah. But yeah, going to the Raiders game, I knew they were going to run even with. Uh, Jacobs out. I right. knew that was going to be the formula for them. But Aiden O'Connell, man, he impressed me. He was good. <laughs> like, he got sacked a couple times, but he didn't have any turnovers. Although, we had one pick six that was called back on a very, very light defensive pass interference call. We had the same crew that was at the Browns game, and I looked at Shelby. I was like, we're going to, they're going to find a way to screw <laughs> us over. And I was so scared. Um, but Aiden O'Connell played well. This Colts team, though, Gardner Minshew had another great game. Thank God we needed it. Michael Pittman coming back just opens up the rest of this wide receiver room where Alec Pierce can make big plays. Josh Downs had a 50-yard catch on the opening drive. Mm -hmm. And then Jonathan Taylor ran for almost 100 yards. 93, I think, is what he finished with. Uh, He looks like he's back to form. He's been at form even after the four-game pup incident with the contract. Um, so, yeah, I think things are looking up. I'm very, very nervous for this next game. It's a huge game. We need it. Gotta Saturday night. It. Saturday night. They flexed us to Saturday night prime so, time. So what is the, like, so if you beat the Texans, yep. you are in the playoffs. Yes. If you lose to the Texans, are you? 100% out. Uh, oh, Both so Both of these teams are in the situation where win and uh, lose 100% out. Both teams. Okay. So can the Jaguars still lose to the Titans and make the playoffs? Yes, they can, but they could also be out. It's crazy. So the Jaguars, if they lose, they will drop automatically to like six or seven. And then depending on if the Steelers win, yeah, which they probably will because Baltimore is going to be resting their starters. They've locked up the number one seed. Yeah. Although it's always great to kill a division opponent if right. you can. You don't want to f- face them in the right. playoffs, I'm sure, if you're Baltimore. But the Colts, if they win. Also, their backup quarterback is a pro bowler. So put some respect on his name, Tyler Huntley. <laughs> right. It's true. (laughs) If the Colts win, Jaguars lose, Colts jump up to number four, and we host a playoff game against Cleveland. Revenge time. Mm, So that would be a tough game. uh, That would be a Cleveland's a a motherfucker. They are. uh, Joe Flacco scares the hell out of me. Joe Flacco is the best story in the NFL. Oh, 100%. He deserves to win comeback player of the year. As much as the DeMar Hamlin thing is great, there is no reason why Joe Flacco doesn't win a comeback player of the year. Yeah. I. Well, there is a reason, and we all know the reason. Well, okay, he died, but <laughs> fucking DeMar Hamlin played like five snaps this year. Right? Uh, he died, though. Yeah, He well, died. <laughs> so did Joe Flacco's career, okay, and then got resurrected. Yeah, but I'm not thinking about any of that. I'm thinking just be the Texans, let yeah. the cards fall. I just want to be in the playoffs. doesn't sound like you're not thinking about that. No, well, just that TikTok I saw, <laughs> I know, there, I know. there's all kinds of crazy scenarios that could happen. Yeah, The Bills could either be the two seed or out of the playoffs. Depending, so. Isn't this fucked up that going into the season, we thought mine and your team were going to be the teams that were like, oh, yeah, we can make the playoffs. And Cake was like, I don't know. And This Colts team the, and is now, the best story in the NFL. And now we are. I'm just trying to think. I was like, do, was were the Bears ever really a they could make the playoffs team? Yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, well, 
if we look back on our According predictions, to some, outside opinions, one of our predictions. <laughs> According was the to some, <laughs> some were saying. I and let me okay. tell you, dude. Guess what, jackass? It comes down Sunday for our beer mile bet. Something that you thought there was going to be no way that I I, you were going to have to no worry way. about. I also didn't know that Kirk's Achilles was going to yeah, explode. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because you guys were playing so well with them before that. If Kirk's Achilles didn't explode, we would have been fine. Yeah, you this were like one and six in your first seven with Kirk Cousins. Fine. Would have been just fine. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, um, great story, this Colts Great team. story, the Colts team. I agree with you 100%. Um, I tweeted on Sunday that I I think Gardner Minshew is a top 32 quarterback in the NFL and deserves to be a starter next year. I would somewhere. 100% agree with you. And I, I hope we can re-sign him. I really do hope we can re-sign him. I think him. maybe if Kirky doesn't come back to Minnesota, that's going to be the guy that the Vikings go after. We already played this game last week, or last time we recorded. We played the game. What? Did we? I, I talked about the safe space of what happened. Oh, with right, Gardner right, right. Minshew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. I my thought bad. it was a safe space. Now yeah. I had to bring it up again. Yeah, my bad. That was on me. That was fucked up. Um, but yeah, good good win for the Colts. What's the what's the record now? Nine and seven. Nine and seven. With Pretty a win, good. we go. We have double digit wins. Yep. Which after four twelve and one, I would never believe. You and losing your starter quarter, starting quarterback yeah. four weeks into the season. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even play two of the first four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> or five weeks. Five weeks. Yeah, it was week five. Season. He went yeah. down in like the second quarter. <laughs> yeah. Um, he played two and a half games this year. Fair enough. My unsung hero, I just want to shout out Mason Rudolph as the number one Mitchell Trubisky fan probably on this planet. Uh, it's tough to see Mason Rudolph doing so well when Mitchell Trubisky was doing so bad for the Steelers. Rudolph shows up in December. Yeah, facts. <laughs> um, Tomlin already said that he's going to play next week, even if Kenny Pickett is healthy. So they're riding the hot hand. That's No, that's just an indictment on Kenny Pickett. Um and Mason Rudolph this week was 18 and 24 for 274 yards, which wasn't, you know, he didn't make any mistakes. But last week against the Bengals, um, he was 17 and 27 for 290 and two touchdowns. And I think he just kind of figured out that if I just throw it to George Pickens, he won't bitch and he's pretty good. So, yeah, we're just going to make that happen. That's a good formula. Yeah. yeah. So I just want to, for a guy that kind of, uh, you know, had a shot a couple years ago with the Steelers, didn't perform well, got the shit beat out of him by Miles Garrett on Monday Night Football. Um, oh, it, my God, it was one time. And for a guy that I didn't really like because he has a very punchable face, I, uh, I, am, I am happy for him, Mason Rudolph. The Steelers, I think they clinched another non-losing season. Yeah, 100%. I think it's fucking like every year Tom has been there, they haven't had a losing season. So. No, they're 8-8 eight eight right now. They could finish 8-9. Yeah. Okay. So they can either finish eight nine or nine and eight. Okay. And that's the scenario. They could make the playoffs. They right. have to beat Baltimore. Right. Mason Rudolph versus Tyler Huntley. And it's the first game to go. The match. The matchup. Nobody's talking they about. They flex that one to Saturday at four thirty. So we'll know if the Steelers have a chance. Yep. Uh, Saving. Who's your unsung hero? Um, I was gonna do James Conner. Oh. Very Cardinals. good. Very good. Just consistently, very quietly, the most solid guy in the league. He's, like he just never lets you down. Nope. He's he's the best runner in the league right now. He's playing that well. It's crazy. Yeah. And he had like 120-something yards, a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown, and they had that great comeback win against a really good team in – well, what should be a really good yeah. team in Philadelphia. So just for him for a second. But then I also wanted to make sure to use some of the time to just – can we just talk about how fucking good the Baltimore Ravens look right now? Yeah, dude. Yeah. They are uh, – they're a juggernaut. Like, 
this matchup against the Dolphins was like supposed to be the measuring stick for the AFC of like, oh, okay, like this could very well end up being like an AFC championship mm-hmm. matchup. And 56 to 19. It wasn't even close. Oh my God. Lamar Jackson did anything he wanted on the air or through the air. Didn't really do much on the ground, but had five passing touchdowns. It was crazy. It's nuts. Like they just look so much more put together as a complete team than anybody else. Yeah. Like the Niners, you can make an argument, but the Niners still had a little pocket of time mm-hmm. where it was like, I don't know. They're kind of losing it. And Purdy Trent had William, that game. Trent of, Williams was hurt. Yeah. But, like three or four picks or whatever yeah. it was. But the Ravens, like I can't find anything wrong with their team. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't record, but yeah, the Ravens beat the fuck out of the 49ers two weeks that ago too. too. Yep. So yeah, they are, these last two weeks have been some of the more impressive football that I have seen in a while. I got a little bit of an old man take about the Ravens. I'm a little concerned, though, if they sit their starters and then also have a bye week, are, are they going to show up rusty? I too? agree with you. I, I think that is know, something. I think that's something to be a little concerned about. Is Lamar for sure not playing this weekend? They haven't said. That's just the speculation. I, it's I, have, up, a, the I have a feeling he's going to play a little bit. I think you should play him at least a little bit. Yeah, because I agree with you, because I think the last few years we've kind of seen that with the the wild card teams going farther because you know they're warm and yep. they didn't take the week off and stuff like that. So yeah, that is an interesting thing to think about. Uh, a potential a potential Browns Ravens matchup in like the second round would be would be insane. incredible yeah. in Baltimore. Flacco is Cleveland. This is an honest question for you, and I I think I actually believe this. So I that's this is why I want to run it by you. Of all the teams in the AFC. I think Cleveland has the best chance of beating Baltimore. I think that that's an accurate take because division just opponents divis- are always right. divisional opponents are always always tough. But like each other. Uh, yes, that. But I guess I'm just talking more like the defense is great. The defense is good, and the Browns know what they are on offense. Yep. They have built in Joe Flacco's two interceptions a game, which is really impressive to do. It like they just know that Joe Flacco is going to throw two interceptions. But that won't matter because they're going to just gotta keep saying, fuck it, we're going to keep throwing it downfield no matter what and just keep throwing it to Amari Cooper and David Njoku. David Njoku is a top three tight end right now. It's crazy. He's so good. He is and he blew half of his face off. Yeah, he's the toughest guy in the, in the NFL. So, um, yeah, I think, I, think Cleveland, I think Cleveland has the best chance to be Baltimore of any team in the AFC playoffs. I, think I don't know fair. if that's stupid. But I think that's fair. That's fair. I think Buffalo is playing amazing right now too. So Buffalo is playing Buffalo. good football, yeah. but uh, the defense. But the Bills are going to build. Yeah, the yeah, Bills are going to build. The defense at some point. And, yeah. Um, you remember when Sean McDermott did that thing with the with his team a few years ago about the oh, the nine eleven attacks? That was weird. Was that a few years ago? You mean a few weeks ago? Oh, that was a few weeks ago. No, it, it was twenty nineteen. It oh, just it? came out a few weeks uh, ago. <laughs> I, yeah. thought was, I thought that was current. In all fairness, those guys did really work together to they did work hard accomplish together. a common goal. Yeah. They succeeded. Um, I mean, I see where his head is at. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up to say, but like I understand the planning and coordination it would take to pull something off like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. All right. We're moving on. I uh, have a again, my dad might get I triggered. De- I denounce. <laughs> okay. It fair. was a bad thing for him to bring up, but again, I understand where his brain was. Right. At. I have an NFL topic. Here we go. 
You want me to take my take on it first, and then sure, run let's it by hear you? it. Okay, let's talk about let's talk the Bears. Yeah. Okay, they're in a very very interesting situation now because Justin Fields has been playing amazing. Mm-hmm. The win against the Falcons was great. You guys blew them out. Uh, really enforced your will. Thirty-seven seventeen. Yep. In the snow. Justin Fields. When is Justin Fields' contract up? He is a free agent, so we are, he is under contract next year, and then we'll have the franchise tag the year after. Or you'll, yeah, just have to pay him. Yeah. So here's We'll my, franchise tag him first. Or not franchise tag him, I'm sorry. Fifth year option. option. Fifth right. year option. I apologize. Yeah. So two years. Two more years guaranteed. of like. Right. Lower re- contract. Yes. Okay. The fifth year will be a little higher, but yeah. I still think the Bears should draft a quarterback with the first overall pick. Mm, okay. I still believe that I because like it's like not a even a I hate fields thing. It's that I think that I'd rather have five more years of a different quarterback that could of potentially like be contract. Yeah. On a rookie contract that could potentially be even better than Justin Fields and and kind of start semi over. The defense is figuring it out and that's great. I think they can keep a lot of pieces around defense. And I think you can build this team better with the first overall pick being Caleb Williams most likely. So normally in weeks past I would agree with you. This has been the f- this has been the most fun ride I've been on in yeah. quite some time. Well, and this is this and is be flippy floppy. Parsons <laughs> and his Bears quarterback yeah. takes this is throughout this, this season. This is the finality of it all. Okay? <laughs> I don't believe you. No, I promise say. you. No, that's I pro- fine. Can go you, ahead. Can you fucking listen? There's to still me? one Just more game. Can I? Who knows? Can, yeah, exactly. Can we? Can we talk for a second? Can I? Can <laughs> I'm I, listening. Can I wrap? If I this is going to be the last take I have on the Chicago Bears quarterback position Cap. until the draft. Cap. It is. I, and because it's the last, it's the last, like, um, if anyone asks me about it, just play them this tape because it's going to be the same thing. Okay. January 2nd. 2nd, 2024. 6.54 p.m. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields is the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. And I I hate to break it to the haters. Um I hate to break it to yourself three weeks ago. Dude, can you okay? And then again, like ten weeks ago. Sorry, continue. I'll stop. Um I think I think the decision has been made already, and I'll tell you why. If the report that came out Sunday morning is true that Eberflus is coming back next year, there is no way a GM that I think is very good in Ryan Poles and has made incredible moves. He's made a couple bad ones, but he's made some very, very good ones as well. I just find it hard to believe that you're going to give a coach another quarterback like Matt Eberflus that's kind of like, like if he fucks up next year, he's going to be gone. So it's like, do you really want to give him a rookie quarterback and then he fucks up next year and then you have to hire a head coach that wants that rookie quarterback? You know, and it just – it it throws off the entire timeline of, of everything. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they, I also think they keep fields because I think they're going to be able to get a historic haul for this number one overall pick. I think they're going to be able to get more than what they got last year's for last year's number one overall pick because we traded it for, you know, a quarterback that a lot of guy a lot of people were kind of wishy-washy on which guy was going to be number one. Right. This one, this this draft class is like Caleb Williams is like the guy for a lot of teams, and this is the patch, next Patrick Mahomes, and this guy can be the future of the NFL. Like NFL evaluators and teams think that about this kid. 
I think the Bears are going to be able to get a top five pick in this year's draft, so trading back. I think we're going to be able to get two first-round picks after that, and it wouldn't surprise me if we got like a, a, um, a player, like a second round or a day two pick or a, a player to add in as well that's on like a good contract or something like that, like an asset like that. Like I, I truly think Ryan Poles is going to be able to get a King's Ransom, and I think that's going to be too tough to pass up on especially with how well Justin Fields has played over the last seven weeks of the ever, basically ever since he got back from his injury, he's been uh, pretty fucking good. So um, yeah, I'm a Fields guy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, I enjoy watching him play football. He makes plays. He made two plays on Sunday that not a single player in the NFL can make other than him, not a single other quarterback of breaking getting out of a uh, a pocket that was closing in on him, breaking tackles in the pocket, and then running the ball for 20 yards, like picking up a 20-yard run on the ground, something that was supposed to be eight yards back end up being 20 yards down the field. Nobody else in the NFL can do that. So that's why I, it's so tough, but I, I just, I'm going to roll with fields. I want fields. That's I just, my guy. I just think that if you go that route, you better really, really get it right because yeah. a, two reasons. A, Caleb Williams could become – the future of the NFL mm-hmm. and B your timeline goes from five years to three years in my opinion, Yeah, because or two years even yeah. because that's what fields contract is before he gets mm-hmm. the, the mega contract. Right. If, if he, if he plays great. So, but I, I would say that there's you're right. Le- I think your team will be more well-rounded. I think there's less more. downside with keeping fields than drafting a number one overall pick, because let's say we trade this number one overall pick and we get picks later and the fields thing doesn't work out next year. Guess what, dude? We have we have multiple first round picks. We're going to be able to draft a quarterback next year and try to figure out the quarterback then. Now it's going to suck passing on Kale Williams if he's everything that everyone thinks he's going to be. But I think I think taking the chance on Fields and then having the ability to draft a quarterback later if needed is what Ryan Poles should do, in my opinion. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And I knew you would have that opinion, so that's why I wanted to bring it yeah. up. I knew we were probably going to It's just it, – it's the most fun I've ever had watching a Chicago Bears quarterback. Like, the stuff he does – What are you saying about Jay Cutler? You know, I love Jay. <laughs> I love Jay a lot, but, and that's my guy. But, I mean, Justin, Justin Fields is just a, a magician, a wizard, an alien. I don't know what you want to fucking call him, but he is all of those things on the football field. Um. He, it was the most impressive game I've seen him start to finish with his arm, especially in the snowy conditions. It was cold. It was windy. Young Waiku missed two field goals. Um, but, I mean, he, he was dicing. Him and DJ Moore were dicing up A.J. Terrell, who I think, uh, and I've mentioned him a lot on the podcast, I think is playing like one of the three best corners in the league this year. And DJ Moore in the slot was able to do whatever he wanted against him. Um, which was very promising to see. And the fact that DJ Moore has 1,200 receiving yards and has the number two receiver on the other side of him has 400 receiving yards. That's so, good, right? Yeah, really good. That's good. So if we could just get somebody on, this, on the other side that will take some of that pressure off Moore with Fields and Komet and Tyler Scott and like all this stuff, Bears are back, baby, next year. So this will be a good little segue yeah. into – DJ Moore is good. How good is he as far as receivers in the league? This is this is a great segue. This is this is why you're the best in the business. <laughs> I try. I tell you what. So me and Alex were having a discussion the other night. Um, we were talking that 
it's kind of like a, the we're kind of in the golden age of wide receivers right now, where I think the wide receiver position is as deep as it's ever been. We were talking about guys and like what tiers they would be in and like everything else. So I decided to go through. Uh, I've made four tiers here. Four tiers of receivers? Yes. Okay. Okay. There's 25 receivers here, and I'm just going to run through them really quick. Okay. My tiers are like obviously the ranking, but like there's no really particular order within the tier. You know what I'm saying? Like this isn't like right. a one to 25. Because this started with us trying to name top five receivers right. in the league. Yes. And then there was, well, for me, a very clear four. Yep. You could maybe maybe argue up to six people, mm -hmm. but then there's like a drop. Yeah. In, okay. Right. So, so all these guys, though, are probably number ones. They are... Uh, on their team. On their teams, yeah. yes. No, I, and I'm just saying, like, even if, like, I think the Bengals have two number ones. So if T. Higgins goes to number, another team, he's their number one. Now. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. Like, T. Higgins is right. number one wide receiver. They just happen to have two. Yeah. So... My tier one wide receivers, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, C.D. Lamb. I think that's the clear-cut number Just four. Just those four? Four. That's exactly what I landed on. So that, that is the top four, and I will not hear any argument. That's yep. like S tier. That's like you have yep. one of the best wide receivers in the game right yep. now. And I don't think there's a lot of argument there. Okay. Uh, my tier two, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. I have A.J. Brown. I have Stephon Diggs. I have Devontae Adams. Uh, I have... DJ Moore, I have Cooper Cup, and I saw Mike Evans. I don't give a fuck. Mike Dude. Evans is a, is the man. Okay, I have one per. I made a second tier. I don't have four. I made a that elite tier. I made a second tier, and then I only kind of got through a third tier, and then everybody else yeah. was just going to be like an honorable mention. The only other person I have in that tier is Keenan Allen. Did you say Keenan Allen? No, I did not. I and have Keenan Allen as my fourth tier. Really? Yeah. I think Keenan Allen is criminally underrated. I, I do think over his career he is criminally underrated, but he's just like, he's taken a step back this year. I just feel like he's he's lost a step. He's old. He's like, he's been in the league for 11 years now. So it's like, I, he's still on this list. I love Keenan Allen, sure. but he's not. Yeah, for me, I would rather have all of these guys tier three above him. My one thing is... Now, I don't know if I would have anybody in your tier three coming up above this guy, but I think that Stefan Diggs deserves to be bumped down to tier three right now. Okay, that's fair. I think I think that's a fair Say argument. Say to his face, watch him throw a fit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, As I say, I think that's a fair argument. I would still keep him in that up, you know, tier two, but I could see why why you say that. Um, tier three, I have Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, Debo, Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, Puka Nakua. Um, go through that one, one more time. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Terry McLaurin, Puka Nakua. So I already have one issue with this. This is where I'm putting Michael Pittman is, is equal to some of those guys. Who? My, I think he's equal to Puka. I think he's equal to, gosh, there were so many names on that list. Jalen Waddle this year, okay. for sure. I think he's equal to even like Stephon Diggs this year, who I would think is in the tier three. Keenan Allen this year. So that's what do we I think Keenan Allen's stats are this year? Because I just looked it up. Where were his stats? Let's hear him. 108 for 1243 and seven touchdowns. Lost a step? I don't know, dude. I just, <laughs> I, I've, I've watched a lot of Chargers games and I've just kind of forgot. I feel like I've, I've gone, and it's probably because of Easton Sticks. So I probably. Right. Also, contributing that's, to winning matters. Sure. That's literally his second highest yardage total ever and tied for... All right, fine. He's in my tier three. How's that <laughs> He's sound? had eight touchdowns twice before. This year he has seven. He's right. just quiet because the Chargers yeah. are shit. Yeah. Tier three. 
<laughs> All right, I'll take it. All right. As long as he's bumped up a little bit. Just put some respect on Keenan I'm Allen. I'm putting some respect on his name. Uh, tier four. I have Garrett Wilson. I have Chris Olave. Uh, DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. Michael Pittman. Amari Cooper. Uh, and I'm going to put Jordan Addison at the end of that. Okay. Where was DJ Moore? Tier two. Okay. Did you have Cortland Sutton on that list anywhere? I didn't. Another another sleeper where I just think that it's not his fault. Very underrated. Cortland Sutton's a be, good name. You're right. There. Did you get Devontae Smith in there somewhere? He was yes, three. tier three. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote down Tank Dell just because he was so fun. But, oh, uh, Tank Dell. I think yeah. Nico Tank Collins Dell. deserves to be on this list. Uh, I also, he hasn't put up the production. I mean, he's had good production this year. But uh, he's a rookie. But I think Zay Flowers is going to be very good for Baltimore. I yeah. don't think he deserves to be in this kind of conversation right now. Right. But I'm just – it wouldn't surprise me next year if we're doing this again. It's like, yeah, Zay Flowers made a jump, and yeah. he's the man. I had some honorable mentions of, like, DeAndre Hopkins. He just doesn't quite have yeah. it anymore. But, like, he's still great. And then George Pickens is right on that. Pickens like, is just a little could, fucking bitch. I could be him. good, <laughs> but he's just not quite there kind of thing. And then, yeah, I had, like, Zay Flowers and uh, Christian Kirk – Falls yeah, in that same Kirk, category yeah, of like he's, he's not quite there, but almost. I didn't know. I originally had Calvin Ridley on my list, and I took I wrote him Kirk off. slash Ridley as like one yeah. entity. I just kind of <laughs> took him off after I was like looking at it. I was like, you know what? I would rather have all of these guys over Calvin Ridley right now. I think like I think I'm just not super impressed with what the Jaguars are doing this year. Um, but yeah, golden age of wide receivers, especially with Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and CeeDee Lamb. There's an argument to be made, in my opinion, that you can make that all four of them should be the number one receiver. Right. And it's it's just crazy that that's where we are. It's and, awesome. And just within the last, like, two years, I would listen to arguments for Stefan Diggs being the best receiver yeah. in football at one point. A.J. Brown. Uh, Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup, obviously. Like, yeah. All those Devontae guys have had sure. an yeah. argument for it. Yeah. And they're tier two receivers yeah. right now. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just, are you willing to admit now Michael Pittman is the number one receiver? Uh, I, I, so the, I understand your take. You're, some, it's so, like, okay. So here we go. Here's the backstory here uh, with my, with the Colts fans in my life. I, I am accused of being a Michael Pittman hater. You are a Michael Pittman hater. And this is because it's well two, deserved. two years ago, I was saying that Michael Pittman Jr. was not a number one wide receiver and the Colts fans in my life, including the co-host of this podcast freaked out and I would still not consider Michael Pittman a number one wide receiver. See, your list is too tough. You just named 25 of the best wide receivers in the golden era of wide receiver play, in your opinion, and not having any of those guys that you mentioned as the number one wide receiver is crazy. I, when I think of a number one wide receiver, I'm talking the first two tiers of that. Yeah, you're like, are you wide have like 10 guys. One. Yeah, in my opinion, yeah. is like uh, if we're going to talk – now, There's 32 teams, though. Now, if you're talking about, yeah, like the fucking participation trophy of it all, then yeah, then Michael Pittman's a top, you know, number one it's wide not even receiver. That. He has 1,100 yards right now on, on a team where he's had to miss a game because of a crazy concussion. And when he's not out there, it's, it's very Yeah, I, I think he's good. That's the thing. That's the crazy part about this argument for me is that I've never talked shit about Michael Pittman. I just think I expect what Colts fans should expect out of Michael Pittman. That's the only difference. But he's been that this year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's been really good. He's been the number one, true he's, number one. He's been really good. But also, it wouldn't surprise me if he's your number two next year because, you know, he, he would be the perfect number two wide receiver in an offense. That that is On like a championship team. Yes, that is a, that is a, that's a great receiver. 
That is a great receiver, but I just don't think he's a number one. We can move on. Um, all right, boys. Is there anything else we should talk about? This has kind of been a long one. So is there anything else you want to get off your chest, chest Alex? That's all I had. Um, is there anything else? Oh, let's talk OG real quick. I was about to say, let's talk the we'll Knicks talk trade. Uh, Knicks and Raptors. Yeah, let's talk this really quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, OG Ananobi traded to the Toronto Raptors. It was OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn to the New York Knicks for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and I think some second-round picks that or uh, for protected pick or something. Nothing like super crazy as far as picks go. That was kind of the trade. Um, Jake, what's your initial thoughts on it? I like it for the Raptors. Okay. I think that Emmanuel Quickly is going to be really good when mm-hmm. you free him up, and I think that R.J. Barrett is still a good player. I don't think R.J. Barrett is what the Knicks hoped he would be, so I understand. Yeah, he wasn't the number two overall. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I understand like the Knicks moving off of it, but I still think R.J. Barrett, especially now playing in his home country, yeah. is going to be yeah, really good awesome for them. this Raptors team. And I just think the OG Ananobi is a clear step down on offense to R.J. Barrett, but a clear step up on defense. So it's just different. They've their team is just different now. So I understand doing the trade if you're the Knicks, uh, but I think that I think the Raptors will win this trade. At the end you of have it. to remember who who's the New York Knicks head coach. Yeah, Thibodeau. Tip, yeah, just, so he'll play defense the day he dies. If they allow over 80 points, he's mad. So. And as someone that likes to wager on R.J. Barrett a lot, that's just a guy that I I enjoy wagering on for one reason or another. You want to dive into that? Why? It's a it's a problem. But uh, Thibodeau especially in the fourth quarter, my guy just doesn't play RJ Barrett at all. And it's infuriating to watch. Um, So it doesn't surprise me. They made this move. I think this is a W for the Knicks. I think it's a good win for, I think it's a good trade for both teams. I get it. But OG Ananobi is just a better version of RJ Barrett, especially if you can sign him to a a contract extension this off season. And, Emmanuel quickly as much as like I feel like that was the biggest part of the trade that Twitter was freaking out about that I can't believe you got rid of Emmanuel quickly I mean he's averaging 15 points a game Emmanuel quickly is very good very good I like Emmanuel quickly's game and I think he is the perfect pick next uh, next to Scotty Barnes in Toronto the pick and roll that they can do in Toronto now will be incredible but Emmanuel quickly was never going to be a starter for the Knicks next to Jalen right. Brunson. You're never going to have two small guards as your like two main guards on a on a you know playoff team. So like you're going to move off of quickly, but getting someone to replace quickly's minutes. I saw Bill Simmons mention the idea of bringing Jordan Clarkson. You know where it's like you could trade a protected first for Jordan Clarkson, put Clarkson into those minutes, and then you have a better version of R.J. Barrett and about the same version of of um emmanuel quickly and the knicks could make some noise in the playoffs it wouldn't surprise you really me. think so i was just about to ask you like but this does this put the knicks in the next tier of with the celtics bucks i don't think the knicks are done Sixers. yet i think they still they didn't i in my opinion they have they didn't trade a lot uh or give up a lot in this trade as far as like assets go just because i think they have all of their own first round picks they have some mavericks first round picks they have like they they have a bunch of picks from people, and I think when Donovan Mitchell eventually becomes available, he's going to have a one-way ticket to New York, and uh, that's how that's going to go. Um, I think the Knicks are still a move away, but I do think they got a lot better. 
that's why it's interesting to me because if this is the only move you make, it's it's a loss. Yeah. But so, I so agree that's with the you. problem. It, well, they have, have to extend him too. Yeah, that's also yeah. a huge thing. And so let me see OG and Obi's next contract. And now There's, the Donovan Mitchell thing or a trade might not happen this year, but right. it, this summer if they make it happen, then you know that's that's yeah. a team. That's a real team at yeah. that point. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited to get get talk more basketball now that football's winding down and uh, we'll talk more Pacers and Saving, do you have any any thoughts on the IU grad moving to moving to New York? What happened? OG Ananobi. Oh, OG. I was <laughs> like, what? Um, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. There you go. I like that. Good for him. That about wraps us up. Episode 42, second year of podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week. No more days off. Don't worry. Um, but yeah, until then. Happy birthday, Cuba Gooding Jr. Thanks for Snow Dogs and Radio. <laughs>